Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Propulsion Swimming Podcast and on this week's show we are going to be reviewing the Australian swimming trials for the World Championships this summer. Yeah, the Australian trials are always a brilliant spectacle with some of the best swimmers on the planet racing on show. Uh, it's no secret that Australian swimmers perform well on home soil and based on some of the times that we saw hit, uh, it proved to be true again. 100% yes. So this is inherently, usually, a British swimming podcast. However, the British swimming champs and the team selection for our World Championship team happened a very long time ago. And over the next few weeks, teams like Australia and America will be confirming their teams. And we thought, as a podcast, let's cover them. Let's give everyone, mainly our British audience, a bit of knowledge for what's going on around the world. And like Dan said, there were some massive swims that happened Mm. out in Australia. Maybe, I don't know, me and Dan thought, a few even faster swims were possible, but we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Oh, yeah, I completely agree. We are going to go into it, but I was expecting a world record, maybe even two, to be perfectly honest with you. But I was happy with the times. Either way, they were they were quick, some of them. They were fast. Okay, the first thing I wanted to touch upon then on this podcast before we review the swimming is what went on outside of the pool. Now, mm. this may be of interest to some people. It may not be for others. But the coverage that Swimming Australia did of this meet was second to none like the social impact of all of the clips that they put up of every race of like previews of the day of reviews of the day of capturing parents of swimmers like the kai taylor one was just incredible and i actually think like the work that they put out is the gold standard and something that more swimming federations around the world should achieve to more swimming meets like Mm. this is me and Dan, if you spoke, if you've listened to us before, like short form content is the growth of it any is. like sport right now. That is the viewing medium over the ninety minute TV shows. This is what people are consuming, and what the product that was put out was simply incredible. Honestly, I was hooked by some of the stuff they were putting out. I know, I know, like we tried to do it for the British Championships, especially for the men's 200 freestyle, because, you know, all eight lanes were massive. But they did exactly the same for the women's 100 free. Obviously, that's their highlight event over there. Uh, the men's 100 fly was a big event for them, too. And so they, they sold it. To me, they sold it brilliantly. And I, if I were in Australia, in Melbourne, I would have definitely got a ticket to go and watch that because they, they did such a good job. They, you know, to build up to all of these races uh, was just amazing. And it, it hooked me. Like I said, it just it hooked me. And I was just kept watching everything they posted. And hopefully that's the kind of stuff that we want to be doing in the future, really. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. Now, it isn't just that sort of coverage level that I really enjoyed. It's the way they end the meet. So unlike over here in British swimming, you sit around for two days and me and Dan try and guess the team. Like, oh, is this where the selectors are going to go? Because the selection criteria in Britain is tough. Like the the Mm. times that they put, leave it down to selectors. But when that meet is done, essentially, you know who's going for Australia. So what they do is a big presentation at the end of the World Trials, which for me, like, British Swimming, if you're listening, this is how you keep fans in their seats until the meet is done. Because we had, I think it was the medal ceremony at British Champs of the 200 metres freestyle. That was the biggest medals or the biggest race of the meet. There was no one there watching the medals being handed out because they're just not interested. Whereas if you did a big presentation of this is your team for the Olympics next year, whatever, or this summer's Olympics, people would stick around and watch that. Like they just yeah. they just did everything right. 
Yeah, I don't think outside of the pool, we don't put a lot of emphasis on your metal presentations or the team selection or anything like that, which is a massive shame. I think it's a big, a big thing that British swimming should be doing. Australian swimming do it all the time. The last race is done, and then within, I don't know, minutes, it seems, the squad is announced, and then you have all the swimmers get their green and yellow jerseys, I it's think is what they call well, it. it? Or, and the cap, yeah, and it's, it's a big deal, and they get given some sort of, I don't know, plaque or something, whatever it is, but it's, it's something to, to take home, some sort of memento, mm. and we don't seem to do that. We, we ask the swimmers all the time, how did you find out, oh, we got email. an email. Oh, that is just <laughs> soul destroying. Like, oh, great, yeah, amazing. I'm, I'm sure it's amazing when you read it at first. Like, oh, I have been selected, amazing. But Australia, imagine, they, they do it properly, you know. Yeah, exactly. Imagine being there with all of your teammates for the next World Champs, and suddenly there's a team bond already because you're and like, you've yeah. got <laughs> yeah, friends and family in the crowd, and they're all cheering for the th- the same thing because they're all representing Australia in the summer. Um, I, I think it's a big thing that we're missing out, and hopefully, you know, British swimming are listening, and something we can. We can do. Oh, I'd love to. Um, because, yeah, I think I think the summers would benefit off it because it becomes more of a team morale bonding type thing. And then all the parents are with each other as well. We're all supporting the same thing. So hopefully it, it changes because I think it's a must. With the selection policies as they are, it's not going to happen. Let's be let's well, be realistic. But hopefully Olympic year, you never know. We can next, be hopeful, can't year. we? We can. <laughs> so you, we said in our intro then, it was a meet where it, we expected world records mm. to fall let's clarify on that dan what world records did we actually think could have gone at this meet i was actually relatively certain one was gonna go <laughs> <laughs> i thought the, the women's 200 backstroke i thought kaylee McEwen was going to get that um she wasn't far away to be fair she was what point no. five off something like that she was actually close to the hundred which i didn't think she would get um so yeah i think I wanted her to hit a world record, obviously. I thought she would potentially get the 200 and maybe the 100. I wasn't quite sure. It was kind of uh, give or take. Um, And I was thinking maybe Zach Stoppity Cook could potentially get one because he swims well in Australia. It's it's a pretty well-known fact that that Australians swim well on home soil. And I thought he would get a little bit closer than what he did. I think it was two seconds off in the end, which is quite big, actually. But, Mm. um, yeah, I thought Kaylee would get into 200 backstroke, to be honest with you. Well... I'll reveal a little bit behind the scenes there. Me and Dan were messaging like at the start of this meet and you were like, two back, two back, two back. And I was just like, yeah. do you know what? The 2am might go. Oh, like, given, the sw- the, given the swims that are going around the world, I thought Kaylee might pull something out because if I remember correctly, like the, the meet before she had a really strong, was it 100 breaststroke or 200 breaststroke? She, like mm. out of nowhere, suddenly she swam a really good breaststroke race and just yeah. like, oh, yeah. hang on, hang on. Why is she swimming this race? Like, mm. she's never going to swim that individually so I thought oh 2am might be on but 2076 is still very very good yes. and I'd expect her to be challenging the likes of Summer McIntosh this summer possibly I think Summer's a little bit too strong at the moment um, I, I don't know honestly <laughs> I don't think have we seen Summer versus Kaylee before I'm not so uh, sure we have. I can't. No, at, the top, I, at the top of my head, I can't think of it. Um, so that'll be a very interesting so- showdown. Um, Summer McIntosh has got some big head-to-heads going into this World Champs, doesn't she? Oh, it's going to be very exciting. Um, yeah, I wasn't too sold on your 200 Iron World Record prediction, only because 206 from Hosu is ridiculously fast. It is. Um, and if one person's going to get it, it'll be Summer McIntosh, I think. Um, but... I, she did a really good breaststroke and she's not doing a 400 IM Kaylee 
anymore, probably because she's targeting the, the backstrokes more than the IMs, which is rightly so, obviously. Um, because she's got Reagan Smith to deal with, who is swimming very well also out in America. So, yeah. Yeah, Reagan Smith needs to qualify. The last few years, she's not qualified for the backstroke races, which has been a bit of a like stumbling block. But we'll get to that true. when US That's trials true. come around. Yes. Um, yeah. Do you know this, the stunning thing for me about Kaylee McEwen? She's still only 21. Like it feels <laughs> yeah. like she's been around for a very long time now. I think that might have just been like the prolonged build up going into Tokyo. But maybe she's getting this close to world records every time she swims in the pool. Like the next five, six, seven years, she's gonna dominate backstroke in reality. I've heard I've heard she wasn't anywhere near tapered for this meet either. Maybe like fifty percent, sixty percent, something like that. And you think, well, if you're that close to the world records off the condition yeah. you are right now. I mean, geez. I mean, we're looking at low, what, 203? Maybe even a 202 for the Swindon Bachelor. That would be mad. That'd be insane. Really? <laughs> well, I think you, who knows? You, you can read a little bit too much into, like, some swimmers not being tapered because some mm. swimmers do swim better when they're not rested. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, this summer, she's certainly the one to watch. And one of the swimmers of this meet, no doubt whatsoever. Definitely, yeah. Um, another point then. No world records broken, but... Australians know how to swim freestyle. Yes. My God. Do they know how to <laughs> swim freestyle? Uh, across the distances, male or female, they are just dominant. Um, where should we start? Should we start with the women? Because they are just out of this world at the moment. Let's start with Molly O'Callaghan. Um, she has to be yeah. up there with one of the swimmers of the meet. She's just awesome at the moment. Um, she just she shows how strong she is at the back end of her races, both 100 and 200. Um, she can turn fifth sixth something like that and then come back through and end up winning the race and being the world leading swimmer for for the year so far i mean it's just incredible the technique's amazing and i think something that you pointed out as well her underwaters they have improved drastically they're incredible mm. right now yeah the end of that 200 meters freestyle she mm. went past titmus underwater which it amazing. kind of had like it had reminiscence of phelps what he does at the end of yeah. the 200 free it was incredible and those two are training partners mm. so you would have thought titmus knew that o'callaghan's underwaters are improving and this is coming but you never really know if you hold something back until it gets to a race like this see i think titmus does know this and i think she attacks these races quite hard at the start actually Be because she, she knows o'callaghan's there because she knows oh, Molly's going to come back at her. And so she tries to put as much distance between her and Molly as possible. Um, and then she just doesn't quite have it at the back end at the moment mm. where, because Molly's just so strong at it. Um, and again, Molly O'Callaghan's only, what, 19? Something like that? Yeah. Ridiculously long, young. And I, I think she goes into the World Championships for the 100, maybe even a 200 as favourite now. She has to, surely. She's world leading at those those two races. So I know there's a big names like Siobhan Horhey, Sarah Sostrom, all those girls to come in, but she has to go in as favourite right now. The 200, I get what you're saying. The 100 is going to be tough when you have some of the Americans racing mm. in a few weeks' time. So like, yeah. you could put that statement out now and then like in a few weeks' time <laughs> proven completely we'll, wrong. We'll retract it quickly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she's, she's beaten Titmus, she's beaten Emma McKeon. It's, she's taking some yeah. big scalps in these victories, you know? It's, it's impressive. People could conceivably say that this meet now, beating Titmus and McKeon, mm. is almost a showing that she is now the force of Australian swimming. Like she is that name ahead of those two Olympic champions, which is perfectly plausible. But I would say, did last summer 
not prove that because when we were doing our end of year podcast where we did international swimmer of the year mm. she was one of the three nominations we put forward because of how many how many medals she won at commonwealth games how many medals she won at worlds the performances at worlds in the 203 i know titmus wasn't there no i think that's what it is i think because she's backed up what she did last year it's now a bit like oh you are actually a big deal you remember like harry kane Topic here, come on, complete tangent. <laughs> Football, um, yeah. But you know, Harry Kane when he got his, let's say, thirty goals that one season, just like okay, maybe it was a bit of a fluke season, and then he did it again the next year, and then people mm. realised, oh, actually, you are very good at what you do. I think it's kind of similar to what Molly's going through. So yes, she's backed it up. I guess she's got to do it again at World Championships, I suppose. But everyone should know how good she is, the caliber that she has. She is. Um, because she's just blowing the doors off right now. It's, it's quite incredible what she's doing. And she, like, a bit like your prediction with um, Kaylee McEwen, it could be the same with her on the freestyle fronts. Yeah, should we talk about the 100 free as a whole then on the women's mm. side? Because the depth of that event is like mind-blowing. And yeah. for Shayna Jack to go a 52-6 and come third and not to swim it at an individual in the World Champs this summer is madness. Like That conceivably could be a podium swim in the summer. Oh, I agree. Definitely. Yeah, anything, <laughs> She's not to do, anything to do with a 52 mid to low, you're in with a shout of a medal. Um, and to be, to be, uh, it's not really hard done by. You've just got two girls that are fast you. That's just the way it is. It's kind of similar to our situation on the men's side on 203, I suppose. Mm. I mean, you've got Duncan Joe, Litch- swim it. Joe Litchfield came sixth. He could have probably won the 203 at Aussie Trials. <laughs> That's, it's insane. We'll get when you to think that. It like that. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. But yeah, it's very unfortunate i mean she's i assume she's going to go and win gold as part of the four by one relay does she, because does she swim the 50 as well now Shayna jack will yeah she yeah. won it she went 24 2 yeah. uh, so she would be going for that anyway um and a 24 2 is good going as well mind you i mean that's potential medal in itself mm. um but yeah unfortunate but she's it's just the way it is isn't it quite cutthroat over there that's a the problem when you've got such a depth in that event is the uh, four by one relay gone this summer? Should we just put money on it now? In terms of the world record, yes. Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah, hundred percent. Quite comfortable. We won't. We won't retract that. We'll keep that in. I think that's. I think that's gone. <laughs> yeah. We were. I was trying to compare the splits for the world record and the top four swimmers from these trials, and yeah, I think they're they're going to get it because I think I assume these girls are going to go slightly faster in the summer as well. So. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's going to go. So let's go to the men's side then, because it wasn't just the women who put on a freestyle masterclass. And I'm going to start with one of the standout names of the meet alongside Kaylee McEwen and Molly O'Callaghan, Sam Short. Now, Mm, I'll be honest, didn't see this coming into the meet. Maybe he went slightly under the radar and maybe undeservedly so after he won 1,500 at Commonwealth Games and beat Daniel Whiffin. That should have kind of proved top class swimmer but he went into this meet and in the 400 freestyle elijah winnington was to me comfortable favorite um yeah yeah beat him like Mm. and with a quick time it wasn't like elijah's winnington had a bad day at the office a 343 is a quick time this time of year uh it it was world leading as of right now um that 403 was holding mid 28s as well which is very good going and a 343 that that's that's medal 
that's that's a podium right there, I think. Actually, yeah, international stage, the 400 free, it's always gone slower. Like, it's not been a fast one when it comes to, like, a world final, has it? It's always one of those cat and mouse races where the it time is, doesn't it's, matter. It's a bit like athletics. It's about winning rather than a time, I think. It's one of those races. Um, but 3.43, he's in with a great shout of a medal, even potentially gold as of right now. But it's great that they're both racing each other and they race mm. each other again in the 800 as well, which I think was Sam Short's best race. A 7.40 this time of year. He's the fastest this year by two seconds because of that. That is a really good swim. And I, I think he, he might, well, if he goes that time again, I think he'll win gold in that event. I don't know what you mm. think about that. I, the 7.40 I've, is good. Really good. I, I'm going to be honest with you now like calling any distance freestyle event and the men's side in <laughs> june like a month ahead of world championships is a gutsy gutsy call because you've got the likes of dan whiffin who is just improving leaps and leaps and bounds every time he gets mm. in the water you've got wellbrook who is swimming very well as well we don't quite know what bobby fink's doing that it's we've said it over and over again it's a golden generation of distance swimmers so He's fastest in the world by two seconds, sure. But like, there's so many of them to pick out of a hat. You just don't know what's going to happen. I think the 800 is a really good event for him because it's your... He's got the sprinting side. Let's say he's got the strong pacing in the 400. I didn't realize he, also... he had that, by the way. I, no, nor did I. I thought he was better suited to longer distances because mm. we know what his engine's like because obviously the Commonwealth Gold. Um, but he does have this little bit of speed about him and I think that's why he's crushed the 800 and the 400. Um, so I think he's better suited to those events. Not that he can not do a good 1500. He went a 1446, which is very good, really good going. <laughs> uh, we, we were impressed with Dan Jervis did that. So we have to be impressed with him. Sam Short does it as well. So he is looking very good right now. He had a very solid meet. World class meet, I'd say. Like oh, definitely. that that was a proper good meet. Yeah. Um then the star on the men's side, Kyle Chalmers. The hundred meters freestyle wins in a forty seven four. Expected that he wins. Was it expected he got pushed quite that close by Southam? Um I thought Kyle would have gone forty seven mid, which is kind of what he did. I didn't think Southam would go as fast as he did. A forty seven seven, I believe it was. Forty seven 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 maybe. Um that's good. I did not expect. I thought he was a 200 meter swimmer. I didn't think he was coming down yeah. for the 100. Um, I wonder if they're targeting the 4x1 on the men's side as well as the women's side, which may be a little bit of a thing to talk about later. Yeah, well, let's let's talk, talk about it now. Oh, okay, we'll talk about it now, sure. The men's field on that 100 freestyle, you had two going sub 48, Kyle and Flynn Southam. Flynn. And then you had four more under 49, which kind of challenges the depth that we saw at British Champs. And mm, the head-to-head on those two relays, I think, like top, was it top four swimmers? Someone did a head-to-head, and I think it's the Aussies right now come out on top by two hundredths of a second. Yeah, no, it's the same time, two tenths of a second, I think it was. Which yeah. essentially, in a relay, is is nothing. There's mm. obviously the Americans still to come, and like four by one, I'd probably throw in the Italians as well when oh, they yeah. put their team together. But I don't know if, if anything, all of these times and seeing the australians that if anything putting all of those australian times together and how strong that final was and seeing that brits are still only two tenths away gets me quite excited for british swimming this summer more than anything it it does especially when we've got such youngsters coming through as well who can easily go faster i think um 
your, your Jacob Whittles, your even Matt Richards, I think, can go a bit faster than what he did at trials as well. And these guys yeah. are still, you know, 18, 19, 20, 21. Um, Lewis Burroughs can go faster. Tom Dean, I reckon, can go faster as well. It's very exciting. But, of course, then you throw in the Italians and you throw in the Americans and it really does become very difficult to podium to start with and then you've got to try and win gold after that as well. It's very exciting. That's one of the races to watch this summer, definitely. You say Flynn Southam, you thought he was a 200 metres freestyle swimmer. Mm. Should we talk about that 2-3 then? Because I saw the story coming out of it, Kai Taylor, fasc- yeah. like fascinating. The clip that they did of his parents while he won the race, brilliant. brilliant. He won it in lane yeah. eight and essentially only got to swim the final because Kyle Chalmers pulled out. Yeah. <laughs> brilliant story. But the winning time at a major for a major country like Australia for 200 free to be a 146 kind of surprised me in a world where everyone is now swimming 144s. Yeah, it's a weird one for them, isn't it? Because they've got outstanding 100-meter freestylers in Chalmers and Flynn Southam, as we just said. We've got Sam Short and Elijah Winnington going up in the distances. And then that middle ground of 200, they just don't quite have anyone. As it, Which as is it weird. Appears. Very strange, especially when obviously you, you've got a relay there in a 4 by 2 Australia really are nowhere. I mean, you've got 146s, which is okay, but are we, are we thinking that because we are so good at it? You know, we've got such a strong <laughs> men's 200 free. Are we just saying, ah, oh, you know, 146s don't, just don't cut it anymore. You've got to go 144s and 5s. Maybe be it's careful. British thinking. have got to be careful here because we get labelled like the arrogant brits given that <laughs> yeah, exactly. previously it was yeah. the arrogant americans but i think we're just spoiled for choice with how mm. like the quality of depth that we have over here and maybe it's just the fact that kyle chalmers is now focusing on the 100 free and 100 fly and he's just changed up his schedule a little bit who knows what that's for might be for his shoulder health but that might well, just be the way that it's gone and they've said look this is the way that we're going right now he's always been stronger at 100 did Elijah up, so. did Elijah Winnington swim the two? Yeah. Ah, oh, see, for him not to win that comfortably on a one forty six is not great. Hmm. Yeah, it's not brilliant. But no. Okay, should we end this kind of freestyle talk with Australian swimming on a on a positive front then? And you know how I love sprinting, and Cam McAvoy going a twenty one two in the heats of the fifty meters freestyle was nothing so nothing short of incredible did you watch the race yeah it was near it? perfect it was absolutely My perfect god the the breakout that he has at the moment after his underwaters just awesome he literally takes the field he takes a half a body length at the field mm. on the first two three strokes amazing i'd love to see if you can do it on the world level uh, but with the time of 21 2 there's a lot of people now saying that he's favorite for paris and you're thinking well how, hold on a minute we're, we're a year out from paris I can see, I can agree that, yes, he's probably favourite for world champs this year because, you know, world champs are in a month's time. So, yes, I'd probably say, yes, he's fine, uh, favourite for that. But when it's Paris, anything can happen over a 50, as everyone knows. Ben Proud's up there. You've got Manadu up there. Dressel could potentially come back. So you just don't know who's going to be favourite for that. But he had, that was an outstanding swim, mm-hmm. both in the heats and the final as well. 21-2 in the heats, then 21-4 in the final. That's um, That's good. I mean, I don't know the last time he went under 21.9 or even sub-22. When was the last time he did that? He went 21.8 in 2016, which was the last time he went that fast. So that is That's oh a God, long time seven ago. years ago. Seven years yeah. ago. Um, in terms of him being favourite when it comes to major competitions, I think it's just 
it's really hard to call a favorite for a 50 meter freestyle like because mm. it is usually split by hundredths of a second tenths of a second it is the perfectionist race you can't make a single mistake and then you have people like ben proud who did it three times in a row last summer perfection heats final gold yeah. it's, it's almost like he's practiced the pressure of winning three major titles and he did it all last summer and he goes into this summer knowing what that feels like cam mcavoy didn't swim a major meet last year he doesn't quite know what that feels like and there wasn't any pressure on him swimming fast at aussie trials but a 21-2 for me wins worlds comfortably i think mm. that that's very good I mean, yeah, I mean, the world record's 20.9, so he's 0.3 off it, which is mm. not a million miles away based on that time. Uh, you're talking about pressure, I suppose I agree a little bit. Yeah, you have to go through the pre the pressure cauldron a little bit, but maybe at the same time, because he hasn't been through that pressure, maybe he hasn't gone through the, the stresses in his body and he's a lot more relaxed because of it. Mm. I think you you know, being a, a former sprinter, you do have to try your hardest, but at the same time, you have to relax at the same time. So it's maybe he's more relaxed and that's why the times are, are coming out. I don't know. Yeah, I I, I think I'm overthinking this. And I'm just thinking like <laughs> Ben Proud, Florent Mandu are battle-hardened when it comes to 50 freestyle. But mm. then again, Cam McAvoy isn't some newbie onto the international stage. He has been around for a very long time. So mm. like I'm doing him some disservice there by saying he doesn't know how to handle the pressure. He could, you know what? Yeah, he's probably my favorite to win this summer now. Like going off that swim. I think you base it on times for the fifty. The person who is the fastest going in usually is the favourite, I guess. But then it's a coin flip when the actual race happens. Um, I mean, he's got a great chance for a medal. Apparently, I did a bit of research, and Australia have never won a medal in the men's fifty meter freestyle since the events came to the Olympics in nineteen eighty eight. So if he is going to go into favourite really? for Paris, yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? I what? find that mad. <laughs> yeah. Whether that's true or not, because I saw it on a tweet. So whether you know, oh right, okay. For, so this is Twitter whether that's knowledge. gospel or not. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, but uh, that's incredible. We're, but that's for the Olympics, not for World Champs, mind you. We'll fact check that, and if it stays in the podcast, it's correct. <laughs> <laughs> if you hear it, it's true. Um, okay, then outside of those outstanding freestyle swims and Kaylee McEwen that we've talked about, who mm. else in? Impressed or maybe didn't impress? Well, I kind of brought up Zach Stoppity Cook already. I was expecting him to be running close to the world record, maybe not hitting it, but you know, your low two sixes, something along those lines. So, disappointment is a strong word, but I just thought he would do a little bit better. But at the same time, there's no one racing him. He's, no. he's in a league of his own. But then you can say the same for Kelly McEwen. She is, I think, about eight seconds clear of yeah, the rest of the girls. It's, it's, it's insane. Um, so, yeah, I've, I thought we'd get a little bit more from him. But ending on a positive note here, I think Brendan Smith probably should get a little bit of a shout-out as well, qualifying. 4.10 for a 400 IM is solid. That's good going. Yeah, for me, I kind of expected more fireworks from Cody Simpson. Um, he's, like, the sexy name over in Australia, if you <laughs> think about that, given the backstory of him coming into swimming and the fact that he's yeah. a pop star. Um, he went a 52-point in the 100 fly. I kind of expected a little bit more but potentially he's targeting just the olympics is the bigger story for him you never really maybe, know maybe um and yeah i'm going to be like you finishing on a high note decker deckers, deckers. in the 200 Sorry. meters butterfly women's 200 meters butterfly mm. 205 is very very good like don't let 
the swims of Reagan Smith and Summer McIntosh overshadow how good a 205 is. That is a very good swim. <laughs> I think people get a little bit uh, not messed up, but you know what I'm trying to say because the world record is 201, and so people are so fixated on a 201. Like if you're not close to that, then it's not a good swim. But actually, a 205 is impressive. I mean, we were we were happy that Laura Stevens went 27. Uh, two six, sorry. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Decker's to go two five is better, and so we have to say that's super impressive. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, then Dan, to end this, to end this podcast of which has been a British rundown. Like, if you're an Australian, listen to us two poms talking about Australian swimming. <laughs> but it's it's the right thing to do with the ashes going on. We had to cover. Of it. course, of course. Um, who was your Australian swimmer of the meet then? Well, I've nailed it down to three summers. It's either between Molly Callahan, Sam Short, or Kayla McEwen. And I think out of those three, it has to be Sam Short. Oh. He, was, he was just, I didn't expect it. I think that's what gets me. If I don't expect it, like, whoa, that was actually amazing. Uh, both four, eight, and 15, it kind of goes to him, I think. What about you? In a meet where Katie McEwen went within half a second of her world records... <laughs> And Molly O'Callaghan beat Titmus and McKeon. That's one hell of a statement. Um, Are you really? I'm gonna go Katie McEwen. Just based on based on times. She yeah, had the times were good. Times and she had absolutely zero. Like you, you just said it. No competition. So that yeah. is time trial swimming essentially. And she goes what a two o three two hundred meters backstroke. Two o three seven. It's good, isn't With, it? It is good. Like, if you get close to two world records and swim a very fast 200 IM at the start of the meet, it's a good mm. meet. Um, uh, honestly, all three of the, the swimmers yeah. that I mentioned, to be fair, deserve swimmer of the meet. But I'm just picking Sam Short mainly because, again, I didn't expect it. And he's now, I think he's put notice on the men's mm. distance freestyle, which, you know, we do lots of videos. We talk about it. Your Bobby Finks, your Wellbrooks, your Pouchinaries, those guys. But we never really mention him. And I think now he's a name to add to that list. And mm. so just imagine when the Olympics and the final eight are coming out. <laughs> Anyone in any of those lanes can win. That's how exciting that event is. Uh, so, that's, yeah, I'm still sticking with my guns, but I can see your point of either Molly or Kaylee, to be fair. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with Sam Short either, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so that just about rounds up this week's episode of the Propulsion Swimming Podcast. If you haven't subscribed already, please do so on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And me and Dan will be back in seven days' time. Yeah, thank you for listening, everyone, and we'll catch you on the next one. You've been listening to the Propulsion Swimming Podcast with Scott and Dan. We want to thank you for joining us and invite you to subscribe to the show as well as checking out the Propulsion Swimming YouTube channel for weekly tutorials and videos to get your swimming fix. We will be back next week. Until then, we'll catch you on the next one.